Hello and welcome to Enough Liquor, a podcast where we take a round trip on the number six bus as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we are tackling the 78th episode in the series, The Days and Nights of Sophia Petrillo. I think that's the earliest you've giggled in an intro ever. Yeah, well. <laughs> you giggled on two. number six bus to buy a nectarine. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I like that. Uh, I love how this one opens with the rain outside. I think that's pretty cool. I love it. What yeah. if, also, it makes me like want to, I love a rainy day where you're just like, honestly, I have nothing. Like I have stuff I could do. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay home. Probably start drinking at like 3 p.m. Like, totally. you know, like I'm going to have a rainy day or like a snow day, the vibe of a of a bad weather day outside, especially when you live with friends or your friends are there. Something yes. is like such a fun easy place to, to be to me it's like that like a rainy day after you've had a party the night before so you're all kind of a little hungover but yeah. like you're like not motivated so but you're nice. still together yeah oh the best yeah i will tell you though i have to get something off my chest because what i would not do ever and especially on a day like that is eat fruit cocktail on a bagel oh what is that I, I just that skipped ahead so far in the episode yeah. i just had to say it's okay, it though. Get oh, it i literally recoiled i was like I yeah oh my god it's what like, is it I don't know, man. It's so 80s. It's very, very. It's like the ambrosia salad is left over in heaven. <laughs> I'd rather eat ambrosia, but Ugh. my God, guys. Anyway. Terrible. But yes, it's it's such a, it's one, it's a great idea for an episode. Right? Yeah. Two, it, oh, there's so much to unpack here with I like know. particularly Rose being like, we have to do something productive. Very, very much. And I get that. I do. I, <laughs> yeah, I no. actually feel like, especially if I am a little bit hungover, <laughs> I'm like, well, I can't, I have like, to do I can't something, wait. I have to feel something good. And and it is something as simple as, like, if I lined the shelf, if I, like, they're talking about rearranging the living room, which is a little much for the day after a party, but, like, <laughs> it's crazy because I just have to do one thing to check the box of, yes. like, I did something productive today, um, but I definitely have that urge as well, which I'm yeah. sure is something psychological. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually thinking only because I've been thinking lately a lot about this of like what capitalism does to our brains mm. and what you have to like I, I I can't tell you how many people are like talking about this podcast and being like did you monetize it? What are you doing? Right, and I'm just yeah. like I'm like, yeah, we got a few ads, but, like, I am in the hole, man. Yeah. (laughs) Apologies to all of our reviews that say, I wish the production quality was better. If you want to buy us mics, Yeah, I do, too. (laughs) 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 But I think it's really interesting because it's like, can't you just have something where, like, you just live? A hobby? Yes. Yeah, I know. But, like, so, so I do, but by the same token, I am an extremely get shit done kind of person. So I absolutely understand the urge of being like, at the end of the day, I would like to be able to say I lined one shelf. I did one thing. Yes. I lined one (laughs) shelf. I threw out the fruit cocktail that somebody gave us. Yeah. Thank God. Done. Check. (laughs) Free to do whatever you want all day. But I really do think it's interesting that it's Rose urging that because it, it feels like some sort of like, Puritan-y, Farm-y like, work, thing, yeah. far, work ethic type of thing, like, a, you know, a Idle Hands or the Devil's Workshop yeah. or some shit like that, yeah, right? I so that. I think it's, um, it was really fascinating to me. I definitely agree when she's like, we, because she says it multiple times, she's like, yeah, we she, can't she waste this day, we can't waste it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you could, like, you know, I, I think also as I've gotten older, I've become more sort of relaxed about that and yeah. also have learned to recognize the value of, like, a rest day because totally. like I used to also really really be worse about that um and now I feel like I can literally like if I make breakfast I feel good about it for the rest of the yes. day like if I put the dishes away you know something <laughs> yeah, like that exactly. uh, but there was a time where I was like well I have to you know like 
this is a weekend day. I better be doing all of this stuff. And I, I think know. there's like a real value in that, especially like so much fun if your friends are there too. With like your friends, yes. Just eating and doing nothing and talking about old stories in like exactly. 45 minutes. <laughs> truly though like you mentioned like it's not this isn't you loafing around at home right this is like you with your friends loafing around at home that like the company that you have and like you said the story exchange like all of that that's wonderful yeah that's what you want yeah it's just it was really fascinating to me Um, but i also could see myself being sophia of like i'm going on the rain what it's miami it's raining right i do see that like definitely also like she has plans like to be out um (laughs) you know to buy a nectarine (laughs) and um But it's funny when they, like, she goes out and they initially have this moment of, like, oh, so sad. Her life is so sad. All she does is go whatever. And there's this weird resistance from Dorothy about her getting a hobby. Or, like, they're like, oh, maybe she should get a hobby. And, like. She goes, yeah, I don't think a hobby is right. The right right answer for me. Why? (laughs) I know. She can have a hobby. What do you mean? (laughs) It's not the answer, but, like. I've never seen somebody be like, no, not a hobby. Like, (laughs) Yeah, it is is kind of a very weird rebuttal. And you're like, why not? (laughs) Yeah. But I think, uh, I think part of what, I actually really like this episode only because I love the Sophia-centric one, but also because, and I'll get into this in a bit, it brings up a lot for me in terms of like how I used to and how I currently view old people yeah, and what the show has done to like change my mind. But I will say it's structured really interestingly and weirdly because why can't either party admit to each other what they did that day. I don't know. It's really weird, especially when Sophia goes to volunteer at the hospital, which is something that, like, is on the open that she do. does. Rose, like, they all, yeah, very strange. Particularly that she wouldn't say that. Like, oh, I'm going to the market, and then, you know, I have my day at the hospital. Also, like, we have talked about this um, a couple times before about, you know, there's no cell phones. So there's no knowing. When somebody's yes. out there out for the day, which makes it extra weird that She's she wouldn't be hours. like. Right. She just went to buy a nectarine. That's it. Nobody's concerned. They say that Jeopardy's on, which is on at 7 p.m. So, like, it's the whole day. <laughs> Nobody cares? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it, I get it from, like, the writing conceit sure, of, yeah. like, oh, Sophia, quote, unquote, did nothing. And she did everything. And then yeah. the girls, quote, unquote, did everything. And they did nothing. Like, I get it. Like, yeah. It's, not, it's fine. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It's fine. But it is really funny when you think about the characters and you're just like, be honest with each other. Come on, guys. Yeah. Like, come on. Sharing that, you know? Like we were saying before, part of the fun of having friends that you live with is that you share all of the stuff. Right. Tell them your stories. Yeah. Where were you? That's all we want to know is where would you go? Yeah. Can you share? the emotional turmoil of the fact that you are friends with a boy dying of a blood transfusion club up which also by the way it's gonna come up later (laughs) yes oh my god what an 80s storyline just like we talked about uh basically plucked plucked from the headline yes exactly right from yeah oh my god it's ridiculous just like the transplant yeah (laughs) just constantly comes up for sure there's a bunch of medical turmoil um yeah i think so it's funny because I always thought of this episode as a pretty boring one when I was, especially when I was younger. When I was you were like, kid, no, yeah. this is not, there's nothing funny. There's not, it's just like, you know, touching and yeah, who needs that? Um, <laughs> but I was excited to revisit this one, particularly after when we had talked to Elliot, uh, Elliot Powell yes, about absolutely. the jazz part and like the real layers within that. Um, and I think also I'm excited to hear your observations about what this makes you think of in terms of like how old people live and mm-hmm. how we should treat them or think of them. Because I do think this is a real... This is a real, like, point for that. Yes. And I think, so I think where it's coming from for me is that the whole conceit, right, is that, like, we just mentioned in the beginning, they're like, oh, poor Sophia, like, what a life, you know? And obviously, like, it's a wink to the audience as we watch it unfold where she's living this very full life. She is 
a band conductor who is also <laughs> fundraising. She volunteers. She's like the one point of contact on a regular basis for this poor boy who's dying. You right. know, like she is fighting for the rights of old people oh, and right. causing a stir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was no April. Uh, <laughs> at the uh, store. I also love also that like all of the, you know, like the, the butcher is like the low, the low accent is like the Brooklyn accent. <laughs> Yeah, like transplant down in Miami. I can't take it back. This is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real peach. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but you know, and and it's like so. I think from when I was little, when I was younger, I did have this complete stereotype impression of like old people always being lonely and being Ugh. really sad and their family and friends never calling them and always forgetting them, which says a lot about America that I yeah. can sort of pick up on that. Like as a kid. Oh yeah. But of course, this this whole show, part of its purpose in in our you know <laughs> the cultural zeitgeist is to really flip that on its head, right. being like, no, 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 like you can have a crazy vibrant life. In some cases, more vibrant than when you were young, when you're old, which right. I think is great. So it's it's really interesting. Of like, my impression of what old people were like is what you know the girls are painting Sophia as in terms of like sadness and pity, right. Although not doing much to actually help her, which no. is a whole other no thing. No hobbies. I know. No hobby. No, not a hobby. <laughs> I object. <laughs> but in reality, though, in watching this again, you know, poor Ms. Leonard. Oh, Ms. Leonard. I hate that scene. I, I know. So it's funny because, like, this episode is flipping it on its head, but at the same time, it's also offering a picture of what actually is happening right. to that woman. True. Where she's in the fucking hospital. No one ever sends her flowers. She asks every day. Every day. I want to kill myself. I know. It's so sad. And <sighs> she's like, and then Sophia has this moment where she's like, these are all for you. You know, like that's. It's funny, but it's like, ugh, it's like barely light enough I to get know, me floating it's again. It's still so sad. And I think that what's interesting too is like, for me, that is the heavier, sadder part of that episode. And the kid is good. He's like a fine child actor or whatever. He's got the best goddamn perspective. Yeah. Oh, we can't do anything, you know. Yeah. What? Yeah, but it is like, you know, that's not, doesn't read as sad to me or like as heartbreaking, I guess, as like this woman who's asking for flowers. No, it doesn't to me because again, it's, it's about outlook. Right. It's also about the fact that like the kid doesn't have real perspective in life to know about being let down or disappointed. Right. (laughs) Necessarily enough. And this woman, it's like, this is how you spend your dying days. It's because you can see that happening to you. Like you can imagine we're past the point of being the kid. So you can right. imagine being right. Ms. Letter. You can't really imagine being that kid. No. And I, yeah, it's, um, so yeah, it gets me down every time. And it's just, it's a really complex thought of like, you know, now as an adult, I'm like, yes, obviously there can be both. There right. are a lot of people who are still really lonely and who end up in the, the end of their life being like, what is this all for? Like, right. This is how I go? Yeah. Like, no one's even calling me? Like, what is the deal? And that's really horrifying. Very. But you also can, you know, be like the Golden Girls writ large, or like Sophia in particular, yeah. and just be pushing and being feisty for literally the rest of your life, which yeah. I, I really enjoy. Yeah, it's a, it is a nice juxtaposition. I've never really thought of that as like... I guess I've never thought of Leonard as Sophia's peer, but she kind of is. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So that is a very interesting, it's a very interesting take. Yeah. And it's like, 
I think it's it's definitely elevated both ways. So like Leonard is that actress is so good. She's so like sweet and understated. And she plays the old lady in like oh, yeah. every like nineteen eighties and nineties sitcom for sure. <laughs> and so does um Frances Bay, who's the woman in the market. Who yes, yes. Else to get it. you know these are both like <laughs> so iconic old women actresses. Um, but when Sophie, you know, Sophia has this. At the at the grocery store, it's like she's not just going to the grocery store. She's basically like organizing like a fake protest about these prices. Yeah. Um. And then you know she's not just like going to hear a band. She's conducting a band. Like she's doing all of these things to the nth degree. Yes. And then this poor woman is just like looking for a flower. I know. You know? Like, like one flower. So sad. Where the fuck are her relatives? Hit her a pearl. <laughs> so good. But yeah, it's, and I think part of what also makes that scene really rough is that Sophia's really rude to her. I know. Like, right away, Weird. you know? And it's like, yeah, it's just, it's But I think that reinforces that this woman's asking every day. I know. I know. And it's mm. like, oh, that says, I mean, they could do a whole other episode about being in customer service in the healthcare industries, particularly, <laughs> where, yes, it's a job and you hear the same thing 800 times, but each of these is like a life. And right. it's really hard. Be to nice. Be, I mean, oh. Jeez, my heart really hurts. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. But yeah. Um. Oof. Okay. Back to the top of the episode where, like, one of the first charges of Puritan Rose and making sure that they're doing work <laughs> is to reline the shelves. And she goes, "We we can divide into teams <laughs> and grease our hands," <laughs> which. You don't think about too much in, in terms of the shelving because then we jump right to that amazing like I got arrested for that once at the party yeah. in Chattanooga, which is such. An amazing, like, storyline that, of course, comes back as a beautiful callback when she just, like, you know, slaps Dorothy and she's like, I, you know, I, um, what does she say? She goes, oh, God, once I got arrested for that in Chattanooga, yeah. too. She sort of, like, nudges Dar- Dorothy in the way that you would when, yeah, like, you're, like, sure. vibing between your friends. And it's like, oh, it's such a great callback. But I do want to call attention to, like, what kind of grease are you putting on your hands? I don't know. You're dividing into one-person teams. Why wouldn't you all just be yourselves? I don't understand. And she's like, it is, but it's so, you're right, like, Puritan farm worker of, like, how can we make this work fun? Because we have to do the work. Yes. So let's, let's, you know, just, like, establish that. And even when, like, Dorothy's, like, um, which I just saw in my notes when she is, like, oh, I'll change that light bulb. That's not enough for Rose, right? right like, right. that's, like, what I was saying is, like, that would be enough for me to check um, on the couch all day. Look right. what I did. Change yeah. that light bulb. <laughs> Um, yes, you're right. You know, but like that's Rose is like, no, we need to do a big task that we've been wanting that's to do. Right. I totally forget that she sort of objects to the first like pass of like, oh, we can do these little things. Like, no, yeah, bigger. yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna waste this day. I know, it's so, so crazy. Yeah, it is really very, very reflective, and it's interesting, especially when you think about like the other side of Sophia, like their whole thing about her basically wasting her life and she's yes. doing all of these big huge things um so it's i had hadn't thought about that before in the in like succession of those two things but it's yeah, interesting it's so fascinating oh my god um i i don't like the line we're gonna go to a dumb country and use them as try to use them as money mm, yeah no i don't either. <laughs> well i mean clearly <laughs> i like how i said that like it was yeah. controversial <laughs> no it's it that's just such an american line Very. it's just oh it's so I just, I just kind of want to be like, do better. Like, there's yeah. so many other jokes that you can make about like what we're going to do with these cookies. Country. <laughs> well, yeah, correct, exactly. <laughs> Aforementioned uh, disinformation campaign last right. last uh, episode. We were talking about 
you know, the Nazis using uh, <laughs> Nazi. using all of the disinformation that happened to us. Um, do you find anything, like, it's not... <sighs> I find the scenes of them in the kitchen a little... I wouldn't say underdeveloped, but the writing is just, like, the Preston Bogan via story is, like, it's funny. It gets funny to the end. Yeah, yeah. But the general, like, even before that, and I don't know, I just, the kitchen scenes are definitely meant to supplement the main story of Sophia, which I, I get, but which I Which is just, funny that that's the B story. Yeah, definitely. But I guess it just seems a little bit, like, meh. I'm not, I'm not as entertained by them in the kitchen as I feel like I usually am. Correct. I think, I think that's right. And I think, yeah, I think the, you know, the big floppy ears thing, I think that one. (laughs) What do you mean? It comes, (laughs) he had a big floppy pancreas. I think that that one feels a little contrived in the same way that sometimes the St. Olaf story is like, okay, like there, there's, it's not as, it's not as entertaining for me, but I do. So I see, I see exactly what you mean. I do think when I think of the kitchen scenes for the entirety of the B story, I think of the Chattanooga reference. Right. So I think that, yeah. that that tops all and sort of forgives all the other Yeah, I see stuff. that. But I, I agree that it doesn't it doesn't have as much like vibrant weight. Yeah. Or like the way that they sort of play off of each other in terms like it, thinking way back to like the mirror story of like, yeah. oh, pull out a mirror and like that's like such a famous example of like talking around the table. But this is really separate. It's like Very, Blanche yeah. is only on her own and it's not a lot of vibing, save for the Chattanooga. Like, hey, I got right. for that too. Big Pen Johansson. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, right, like, exactly. It's not It's not the best showing, right. I would say. Okay, sure. yeah. I agree. Um, okay, let's go back to the, the Brooklyn go- grocer. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the woman, uh, her friend, I think her name is Claire, comes up and says, like, Sophia? She goes, nah, Cesar Chavez, I got hungry. Yes! Which is so interesting, right? So it's like, so Matt Browning's the definitive Golden Girls cultural reference guide. I obviously know who Cesar Chavez is, but I didn't quite get this joke. Like, so what, I mean, is it, it's because, according to Matt Browning's book, it's like Cesar Chavez was famous for hunger strikes. Right. Is that, that's what she's... I think so <laughs> and like that's why she's like in the market to buy next to like i i see i think it's hard to get the joke if you're not like of the cultural time even if you can like look up the reference totally um but that's what i thought too i yes, looked that up also because i was like yeah am i confusing him with someone else <laughs> so it's a two beat it's like it's not me it's caesar chavez and i'm in the market because i got home. that's what i think okay got it <laughs> But thank God for Matt Browning. Yeah. I'm saying. There you go. Um, I also want to call <laughs> attention to the, the cantankerousness of like an old person <laughs> where she's like, 45 cents for one life. And it's just like, you can feel the blood pressure that Very manager much. like, get the fuck out of my store. Yeah. She's like, this is a 25 cent nectarine. I love so that great. so much because it's so definitive. Yes. It's perfect. And yeah. It's just that exact complaint. I want everything on my terms. Yeah. You know? And um, so. But what's really funny is that thinking of today, look, I don't buy fucking lamb chops, but like the lamb chop was a dollar seventeen, and the nectarine was forty five cents. Yeah, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> lamb chops are very expensive. I know, <laughs> guys, what's happening? But uh, yeah, really interesting. Um, also, what happens right after that? So again, like you were talking about with big floppy pancreas <laughs> and the kitchen scenes. I actually do think there are a few lines. Like, I really like the, so you never went out with him. And she's like, no, I just slept with him. He wasn't my type. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. And just like the stunned look on like Rose's face. You can't actually com- yeah. compute that. Um, also, the <laughs> let's rent an adult video drink when Melissa's French kiss pillow. What is that? <laughs> it's so, it's so like on a different level. Yeah. 
And I, so I think <laughs> in, in the same, remember last episode we were talking about how like Sophia just pushes Blanche's buttons so much that all Blanche could say is like, I just hate you. Yeah. It's like, Blanche is like so out of control. Dorothy just goes, I don't think I so. Love the, I don't think so. It was so good. What a retort. Because what else you could say? Dorothy has a really good, a couple of those too actually, because Rose, again, to har- like not to harp on this, but she says we would regret if we wasted time, we will regret it for the rest of our lives. <laughs> and Dorothy just is like, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> just a day. Uh, but it, you know, like, it just speaks to, Dorothy's very, um, she's a real level set here. Yes. Um, for both of them. Also, and she's like, are you allowed to go back to Chattanooga? Exactly. <laughs> Driving with your shirt off. Yeah. Um, the, so going, so the next scene, of course, we, we go to the bandstand where Sophia is directing. Mm. <laughs> so you mentioned before, you know, we, we had interviewed Elliot Powell, who wrote an amazing, uh, paper on jazz and the Golden Girls, where you're just like, what? Like, what are the intersections here? And he talked about, um, which I didn't know at the time either, is that this, this old lady band, quote unquote, is a real band. Yeah. Like, they're called the Dixie Bells. So cool. And, like, he didn't realize it either. Like, he was researching, like, seeing who the cast was on IMDb, which was really hilarious. So, yeah. um, it was sort of, like, different, you know, he was talking about, um, he mentioned how in other episodes, like, the Donatello triplets, like, are not real right. when they should be. And yeah. this is sort of the reverse where you think this isn't real, but it is. I know. It, it's so cool. It's really also, like, I was thinking of Elliot because when they're first playing, they're kind of like, meh, you know, whatever. And then at the <laughs> end when they do the, like, jazz, like the pickup. Yeah, the so Saints good. Go Marching yeah. In. yeah. And the lady in the drums. I know. Oh, oh my, my God. Favorite. The drums lady. The clarinet lady. They're oh, yeah. all so good. <laughs> Pulse of pressure. Yeah, that's so cute. I, I love that. It's so good. It's like, it's such a perfect, like, old people betting. Yeah, I also I love, love it. how much they bet. Oh I know. God. It's so great. We got him down to his trust. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it, <laughs> I don't know a lot about medical trusses or, you know, supporting uh-huh. your kidneys or what have you. But I'm pretty sure that, like, there's space in the middle. <laughs> like I, I think kinda, so. It's like a jockstrap type of situation. I thought, that's what I thought. But So if they got him down to his truss, I think he's his, his genitals are out, is what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> in terms of modeling. Right. So. <laughs> I know, yeah. Also, like, it doesn't seem like that would be beneficial for art. You know, like, totally. in or out. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. We need you to remove the truss. Um, but yeah, but so for the... Um, the jazz scene, it is, it's really cute. And I, I just, I just want them to have a sign for the I fundraiser, know. you know? I, mean, I know. Even just standing there, even if they played terribly, I'm pretty sure the money would roll Raising in. money for the clinic. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, also like, again, Sophia has a hobby. She's involved in this band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. <laughs> this is literally the definition yeah. of a hobby. <laughs> the drummer's so cute. Oh, oh she's so cute. And also like the younger, like dancing woman in the yeah. foreground. Oh my god, oh. it's so good. Like great that job extra. Really, really great. Yeah. Great job extra. It's so great. <laughs> but um but yeah. The um so then should we talk about the hospital? Yeah. Yeah. This place is a passion pit. Yeah, I love that. You don't watch General Hospital. <laughs> Exactly. Um, also the lady's like you had prostate surgery <laughs> oh my god let's talk about how okay so she she goes what are you talking about like my husband had the surgery I was the one who went through it mm. how fucking true is that throwaway yeah. line heck yeah you could do a whole paper on that alone yeah of like supporting someone going through a medical issue right of how the caretaker is actually the one who goes through it. Yeah. That's and like also just crazy. sitting in the hospital yes. by itself is a super traumatic experience. Obviously for the, I think it's, 
I think it probably depends on who you are, but I think it would be easier for me to be a patient than to be a person waiting for the patient. Absolutely. You know, like mentally. I'm there. I'm yeah. right there with you. I'm I mean, right there with yeah. you. I feel like from my personal experience alone, my husband had heart surgery right. and that was way harder than being the person who birthed a kid right. and having my husband be like, oh my God, what's going on? Yeah, I'm sure. Like <laughs> It's nuts. So... <clears throat> I think he would probably agree too. He's yeah. like, cool, I'm on a lot of drugs and yeah. people are taking care of you and focusing on you and they're not focusing on you as a caretaker. Right. So yeah, I kind of wish like Sophia, again, we talked about, she's pretty rude to Ms. Leonard and like, then I kind of wish they almost built out that scene with the, the woman with prostate surgery a little bit more yeah. where she's like kind of doling out advice and it's like they they recoup because she's helping the right. little boy. I get it, but um, I know it, I think I kind of wish there was more to it. The little boy story I think is very of the time, right? So it's like super like, I mean, it's Ryan White, a hundred percent is what it's supposed yes. to be. I think, and like, yeah, it's really wild. You know, they're gonna have that, and I think that's meant to be a very almost like a precursor to seventy two hours. You know, like a little bit like anybody can be affected by HIV. Yes, like yes, we yes. should, you know treat people kindly who are affected by this illness but like I think in the context of 2021 it's a little uh it's just a little bit like obvious you know versus these other two storylines I think in the hospital that come up that we would be more interested in in sort of like exploring um but I think also because writ large that happens way more frequently right exactly right it also like we could talk a lot about why Ryan White had to be the face of AIDS to get people to care about it, but like, yes, yes. Um, you know, no, I think that that's, that's what it was. Totally. You're totally right on that. And yeah, it's funny if you actually take the scenarios, we see three scenarios, this like lonely old woman who no one visits or sends anything to, and the little boy and the woman like waiting, you know, for her husband, like all of those, like, obviously. Yeah, like, right. The little boy that, yeah, it happens, but like not as often. No. And like, let's explore the things that happen more. However, from a heartstring attention perspective, right. that's that's what plays in the media. So, for sure. Really interesting. Um, going back to the kitchen now. So I do yeah. think it's funny when they get, we get the Dorothy grandma story, because especially a couple episodes back, we saw Dorothy play her own grandmother or totally. be other pay her own grandmother. Yeah. And like this personality is very in line with what we saw. Yes. Um, the wheelchair also comes up again, which I think is, you know, some continuity that yes. we don't always get. Exactly. And Adelaide Stevenson, who's on, you know, Mount, what's it called? Long, L- Lusenbaum. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Like, it's definitely a mountain, and I have it in my nose. Um, twice. Yes. Just a lot of, like, continuity here that we don't really Isn't see. Isn't it obvious? Yeah. <laughs> Getting any what? That's and I said true. roast pudding roast. <laughs> Seriously. Good. So good. No, I wrote, yeah, I wrote my notes, too, that the grandma story is also fascinating, because then it, for me, it, like, it, like kind of works, because there is the continuity, like you said, but not necessarily to, like, counteract... I feel like that bit is there as more of the bolstering of why they're, like, pitying Sophia and why it's, like, quote-unquote difficult for them to, like, figure out what's going on with her. But it doesn't quite, it doesn't quite cut it for me. Like, it's sort of, it feels like a weird excuse, like, sort of explanation that gets deep in, like, the storytelling of it, but then it's never actually resolved in real life. Right, because Dorothy talks about how she was, like, so active. But honestly, like, she... I, I don't know. Like, it is, like, she, Dorothy says she, you know, she was, like, 90, whatever, when Dorothy was six, so she colonized life on Venus. Like, all of the, you know, like, this, like, these funny lines, but it's, like, I, I feel like this, her grandmother was the same as Sophia is. Because also, what's interesting is, like, 
Sophia's the only one who left the house. So them harping on the fact that she's so frail and does nothing, and it is a little bit like, I don't know, that in and of itself doesn't exactly line up because, like, I know she's only going to get in a neck dream, but she, she left out. the house. No one else did. And is out until Jeopardy. Right. <laughs> Nobody, that you think it takes that long? That's, I think that's what I mean, is that there's a mismatch of, like, sure. that doesn't really resolve itself. Plus, that story comes so late in the episode. Yeah. You know, like, it's not, it's not the initial setup. That to explain of, like, why it's a whole thing. You yeah, know? And yeah. it's really interesting. Also, the comment about the working and being octave up at the end just reminds me of what she's like. <laughs> Rose is like, Sophia, how did your friend die? She's like, she was fighting an oil rig fire in the Gulf of Mexico. She was 88! So good. I love that so much. And it's like, it makes me, like, giggle all the time. Um, but yeah. But I, it's just, it's so interesting. And the, part of the resolution... There's no real resolution on the girls' side for the mm-hmm. three of them, but, like, I do love that the, you know, somewhat cheesy but very true line where Sophia's giving the speech to the little boy, and she's like, all we have today is hope. Like, yeah, that's it's it. nice. It's really, it's a nice sum up, and it's like, it, it puts the stamp on the episode of, like, I'm living each day to the fullest, because right. today is all I have, and I'm hoping I can do this tomorrow, and yeah. I'm hoping I can survive till today. All of that. But then, yeah, and then they get home and they both lie to each other. I know. Very <laughs> weird. Really, really like, bizarre. why? Also, I, it's like, also, Sophia doesn't want them to know. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, I bought a nectarine. It's like, ha, 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 ha. It's right. just, it's, it's, um, I get it again, like I said earlier, for, like, the writing conceit, but it only, it's like, it only goes so deep. Yeah, with the, also the tangerine, or the tangerine, the neck, it's like very pinnacle. <laughs> yeah, I can't exactly. remember what fruit it is. Um, the nectarine story kind of wraps up with the, the little boy, and it's like, yeah. that also doesn't quite do it for me. It's like. Because he says he hates them. Yeah, but Buy she needs fruit. to have. Yeah, it's like. He said it. This they is, goofed it up. It's not like a, um, you know, like a green salad. No. Also, it's fine. Like, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let the kid have some fucking ice cream. Yeah, yeah. no, it is. It is. It's wild. And I, uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up is when they when they do have the, you had prostate surgery? Yeah. When somebody's like, what do I look like? A cross dresser? That uh, is a, yeah. it's a, I don't know. It's like a weird line. And also, it doesn't bother me. I'm not like offended by it, but like. I just wanted to call it out because I do feel like there's a lot of these, like, queer adjacent moments that they just are randomly inserted, which is also interesting when you think about it critically from, like, there's this joke, but we also can't, nobody's going to care about AIDS if we actually acknowledge that it's mostly gay men who are dying from it, you know? So it's, like, to have those two things right one after another, I think if you really thought about it from, like, a scholarly academic perspective, there's... Something there. Absolutely. And then, like, let's talk about Phil. Like, is that, like, top of mind for her? Because, you know, like, you almost can, quote-unquote, excuse it, because her son is a crossdresser. And, like, oh, yeah, there's a lot Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's really fascinating. Well, that brings me to, (laughs) if anyone does want to, like, more fully unpack that scene, or any other queer-adjacent scenes, we have a contest, right? Ooh, contest! If you didn't didn't know already, we're going to keep harping on it. (laughs) Yeah. We are having a contest to have people featured on Enough Wicker. So anybody, anybody who listens to this podcast is a Golden Girls fan, what have you, you can go to enoughwicker.com slash contest. We're asking folks to record an audio clip of them talking about a part of the show, a line, a, you know, of, of dialogue, 
a particular scene, a character, and sort of unpack it a little bit, whether it's something personally uh, that affected you and why. We're really interested in the why here, not just like, this is a funny episode. I love it. <laughs> the end. Um, tell, tell us why it's funny. Tell us why this strikes you emotionally. Tell us why The Golden Girls is your comfort show. Tell us why it's really interesting to unpack cross-dressing references or, you know, Ryan White AIDS crisis, blood transfusion, etc., um, really anything kind of goes as long as you kind of try to give it a little bit of deep thought, like a scholar would. And the share. Whole yeah. Share with us, Lester. <laughs> share. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the idea. Is like, we, we want everybody to be on the show. So we're holding this contest to have some really great clips. So it's obviously free to enter. You record up to five minutes. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your desktop. Um, you can pre-record ahead of time and practice and recite. You can read something. You can go off the whatever it is you have until november 28th at 11 59 p.m yeah. eastern time and you can also just by entering uh an audio clip you can win a bunch of stuff like matt browning's definitive culture uh golden girls cultural guide reference guide or you can win any way you slice it the game the funko pop the two sets all. of funko yeah pops. it's it's madness over here <laughs> But anyway, we would love for people to circulate this with uh, folks who might not listen to enough Wicker and are Golden Girls fans anyway. Um, unless you don't want to uh, spread the word and you just want to enter so that you can win. Yeah, enter, please. We need to hear your thoughts. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're very excited. So enoughwicker.com slash contest. Thank you very much. <laughs> so do you have anything else for this one? No, that's it. All right. Sounds great. Join us next time. We're going to discuss dragging cheaters away by the hair on their backs, aliens, and the original ending to Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Bye-bye.